Welcome back to Pole Politicking. Chill with my homie. He's a Bay Area, you can say icon, huh? No, man, shit, I mean, you know, people call it what they want to, you know what I mean? But I've, I've been doing it. Just saying, I've, you can just say somebody who's been doing it. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah, my homie San Quinn, how you doing today, bro? Oh, man, I'm yet blessed, highly favored in the Lord. I have no complaints or restraints on my life at all. Alright, so the first thing, man, we want to pick your brain a little bit. So I want to know, you know, three interesting facts that, you know, people might not know. You might not have never said in an interview before. Three interesting facts about you. Uh, well, what's, what's one thing I've never said? That, uh, I don't smoke weed. That's one. Uh. Why is that? I, I don't know. Uh, I don't smoke, I smoke too much weed. I, I smoke too much weed over my career. Let me see a, another interesting fact. That, uh, I accept payments from uh, women who don't know how to manage their money. <laughs> number two uh, and number three is that I don't celebrate Halloween yeah me either why Why you don't celebrate Halloween it just seems like a hellish day like if too many people outside in disguise and I already got to deal with the world with my, you know regular days which you don't know who people uh, with with their you know even if you tell me you in, in their regular clothing in their regular face and not be in the disguise I have to deal with people in their disguise running up to me saying who I am and I'm not going around like that. Yeah, say so shit. You say basically it's already Halloween every day. <laughs> shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's Halloween every day. So why should I, you know, going, going out of my way, going the extra mile to even embrace the shit. You feel me? All right. So, like, number two again, so you talking about, like, little ism with the little management thing or? I mean, it's, it's just all management. It's just like a... They can invest their money into me instead of investing their money into somebody who ain't worth investing their money into. Yeah, it's just so, paper in my pocket kind of thing going on? Paper in my pocket, but let alone having them be able to, you know, to have something else to do with their life when they come out of the profession that they're in. You did? I did. Whether it be, you know, managing me or running merchandising for me or, you know, uh, gathering up a group of dancers, getting them in videos or whatever. So, you know, I'm a way out. That's what's up. They give you know a lot of them give money to niggas that ain't doing that. We're going to buy a five fifty or six hundred bins and, and try to get another one. You feel me? I'm trying to build a build a you know I'm trying to build a business. Yeah, I've been saying. I know they were saying you grew up around Fillmore Street. Yeah, that's where I'm from. I'm All right. Fillmore. So I just want to know a little bit about oh. your about your background. You know, how did you actually get started? You know, in this hip hop thing we do. Ah uh, well. JT the bigger figure kinda like gave me my start. Not my actual start, it was it was a dude named David D Jam that really made sure that I put out my first record, but through JT the bigger figure, uh Frisco Niggas Ain't No Punks, November ninety two, that's how uh, everybody first heard me. I was about twelve years old. Mm. Alright. And I wanna know what you say as far as your passion. What what motivates you to keep doing it? Like you say, you started since you was twelve. So what what's motivating you right now to keep doing it, keep making music? Well, this is this is who I became over the years. So if it was something else that could pay me, and I could have went to college and everything else, and I really would have waited out, I probably still wouldn't be around it. But being that uh that it became me, San Quinn, 
in the city of San Francisco, not Oakland or Vallejo or nowhere else. The city of San Francisco, I'm, I'm like the 49ers to the city. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Every city got a football team or a baseball team. I'm their rapper. I've been their rapper. I'm the one who they look to to, you know, to, to get a yays and nays on what we're supposed to be doing as far as hip-hop. So we have, <laughs> we have yet to break into the multi-million dollar mark as far as, like, with Jay-Z, Puffy, and uh, 50 Cent, and uh, them, them four, and Russell Simmons, them four dudes about in New York are worth a billion dollars. We have yet to break into that mark in San Francisco, and it's a major metropolitan, and I feel like I'm, I have to be a part of that. So that's the reason why I'm still dealing with hip-hop. Uh, it might not be rapping for very much longer, but I will always have my hand in it, uh, because I will get that money about this thing. You feel me? That's what's up. So, like you were saying, you were saying like you kind of the face of the, or you are the face for the San Francisco rap scene. So, how does that feel? Does it feel like pressure? Is that a good feeling? Well, it was pressure until I uh, created other monsters that came up under me, like uh, Big Rich and Bailey and uh, YB the Rockstar, my little cousin who's signed to A-Town right now. Uh, my brother Willie Hand that was in the group, The Product with Scarface is about San Francisco. So it's, it's other people, you know, that's up there with me uh, that's going to hold it down. Juice, you know, Juice, the dope boy, he really represents San Francisco. R.V.O. Posse, it's other people that really represented with me. So, But the people that I created that came directly from me, Big Rich Bailey, your boy, uh, Black and Brown Entertainment, you dig what I'm saying? Long, once I created them, it took a little bit of the pressure off of me. So it's not solely me, but I'm the... Uh, at 30-some years old, I'm the OG. You feel, I, ain't, I ain't nowhere around 40 yet. I'm getting there, but I'm, I'm closer to 30. You dig what I'm saying? So, That's what's up. I'm the OG. I've been, I've been running around for a minute. You feel me? All right. And, like, I always ask all the guests this. Like, I feel like as an artist or anybody that's involved in hip-hop culture should bring something to it, like some originality. Some They bring something to the table. So, as an artist, what do you feel that you brought to the culture? I brought realness. I brought, that's not, I'm, not just like I'm the realest nigga running around. It's like uh, I could tell you about a tribulation that I'm going through and don't have no shame in it. Uh, I brought the non-Superman aspect of this shit. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Whereas you got to take care of your kids. You know, you miss your father. Or, you know, you ain't doing that good right now. But as long as you're alive, you can get back. So I brought more of that where you're a human being rap shit because most rappers seem like Superman you feel me yeah. every day is good every situation is they come out of it on top you know if the car getting shot up they the one that shot it up they're not the ones getting shot at you know what I mean so I, I brought the real shit to it where you know it would I, not to say not even saying I'm the victim of yourself sometimes I, you know you live life on the other side of the coin and that doesn't as long as it don't kill you make you stronger and like you said earlier, you started since you was 12, been in the game since the early 90s, so I want you to just share some of the lessons you learned so far being in the game. Get a lawyer. You have a lawyer for all your business. Don't do no business with nobody, shaking nobody's hand and nothing like that and thinking it's going to be great because it's in the, at the end they'll try to you know switch the demonstration up. And that's one of the most important in uh it's a shame to say, but put yourself first. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Much as you may try to put others first and put others on, others, the others gonna put themselves first. So you might as well put yourself first. Then if you could do it without offending anybody, that's good. But everybody ain't gonna like what you do. So, you know, put yourself first. 
Okay. And I want to know some of your current projects you're working on right now. Right now, I have an album out called Can't Take the Ghetto Out of Nigga. It's in stores right now. We just released a single briefcase money with the video on Vivo and on YouTube and on Yipster.com and on Weedle West. You can check it out. I know most people just go to YouTube, but I try to check it out on Yipster.com too because you get a special prize if you hit it up through the Yipster, uh, Y-I-B-S-T-E-R.com. But YouTube, briefcase money featuring Vernon who's another San Francisco artist who I kind of, I didn't start him, but I, I'm a part of his inspiration that he's doing it. He got a single out with Chris Brown right now, but he's from Frisco and he run around with Wiz Khalifa and shit. Mm-hmm. So, uh, that, uh, we got that briefcase money featuring Burner and Really Real and the album Can't Take Together. All the nigga has the other, the other, the first single, Big Bang. And, uh, it's good records on there. It's, it's good records. It displays who San Quinn is and it's preparing you for my next record that's coming out. And Quinn and Tough Love, another artist that I'm bringing to the table, uh, introducing the world to this. Uh, he's vicious. He's just as good as anybody rapping. I will put my money on dude. He up out of East Oakland. And uh, it's, it's about to be a cold album. It's called A Hustler's Hope. It'll be out November 1st. Okay. And I want to know about some of your interests and hobbies outside of making music, doing music. Taking care of my family. Being with my family is most important to me. If I'm not doing that, watching the 49ers or something like that. I'm a football fan. Uh, you know, it's music. It's, it's music and it's my kids. And more, more, more importantly, being with my son, Quincy Zaki, and my daughter, Royalty, and doing whatever my girl like to do. You know, just being with my family, really. That's what's up. Now, you know, we try to we try to spit a little, get, shine a little game on here on the interviews and stuff. So I want you to uh, give some advice. Like, what if somebody wanted to be a better father? What would you tell them? Uh, do it. <laughs> um, just do it. Be there. You know, time is the most important thing for children. Uh, that they think it's money or I can't come around, I ain't got this or that. Just spend some time. You know what I mean? And through time, time heals all wounds. So, spend the time with your children and really be attentive to what they're feeling, what they're feeling and what they're going through. Try to understand it. You feel me? What's up? All right, we got to politic a little bit, so I want to know, is there any issue in society that's bothering you that you want to speak about? I really like Obama coming up with the uh, with the Warren Buffett rule, by far as people being rich and not reaching back. Because I don't really see people... I mean, it's good to see Big Crit on and then David Bennett, but I just think this time about Mississippi, how many people in Mississippi really get a chance the bubble, and there's probably so many talented, you know what I mean? And there's so many other rich people that's like, you know, not hating on a nigga in his paper, but Puffy and 50 and them, they don't reach out to places like the Bay Area and Mississippi, and, you know, it may be uh, New Albuquerque, New Mexico. They just need to spread the bread around and spread the light around a little bit. That's, that's one thing I don't just like, one group or one area of people just getting all the shine and not trying to feed nobody else. You feel me? Yeah, I would say it's actually it's a documentary on Netflix I gotta watch talking about that. It's called The One Percenters and they talking about how like it's really just one percent of the uh world that got all the money and shit. <laughs> so you know it is. They just had hella that they had hella protests about that. Saying that they represent the ninety nine percent don't have nothing, you feel me? Yeah, that's what's up. That's just crazy. Yeah. Alright, so I wanna know what would you like to tell your fans that's been riding with you so you know, on your journey so far? 
since then, what would you like to tell them? I would like to tell them thank you. Thank you, and I love you guys, and I'm about to deliver some more great music to you to keep you inspired, to keep you going. And thank you for rocking with the Queen. This shit does not stop. All right, man, I want to say thank you for coming through politicking with me. For sure, brother. It's good. It was great talking to you, bro. I appreciate you having me. Yeah, for sure, man. No problem. And I want to say we about to go into that track you was talking about earlier, Big Bank. I really like it. So I just want you to lead us into it. We about to ride out. Okay, for sure. Your number one source for hip-hop without all the, uh, well, politics. Yo, yo, what it don't do, man? It's the mighty San Quinn representing San Francisco Bay Area, and I'm politicking with Poe on Poe Politicking, man. You know how we do it, man. We're going to get these politics straight. Holla. Down, so I ain't a cheat. 
plug a million, strictly for the re-up. Got the Oxycontin popping up in Washington. In Seattle Central District, gonna rock with him. Welcome home, T-Fats, you a solid nigga. A hundred million for our family, yeah, I promise, nigga. Still a million Fonzo, like it's 97. On Grandmommy's stairs, Mac 10, Mac 11. In the town, westbound with Cousin Man and Jackie. Three cars, ten wallies, cause you niggas tacky. Two hundred thousand, Chase Morgan, all legit money. Pit money, brick money, and you ain't taking shit from me. I'm on Wayne level, J level, 50 level. San Quentin, Northern California, nigga, hello. Hello. Big Bang, got 